Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in, podcast listeners. We've got an absolutely loaded show for you. Trent Dilfer in the first hour is phenomenal. John Morosi in the second, and then Petros Papadakis, the newest edition of the Outkick Top 10 in the NFL draft. So much discussion and open letter on LeBron James from an L.A. Police Department member. This is a loaded show. It's fantastic. Trust me. You're about to get a good one. The podcast begins now. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Continues to be a lot of drama about who might be the number three pick, right? Uh, as we get closer and closer to the NFL draft, I keep looking at the betting markets. And yesterday we told you that Ian Rapoport has basically come out and say, hey, the 49ers are down to two options. Either they are going to take Mac Jones at three or they are going to take Trey Lance at three. And the number and the money keeps pouring in on Mac Jones at the third pick. And Trey Lance has now bounced up. He's the second most likely. And Justin Fields is falling precipitously. And so we're going to finish off the show by talking about our top 10. But as we look at the top 10, and in particular start to break down the quarterbacks, here's the question that I have for you guys. Is it really going to be necessary for anyone to need to trade up to get Justin Fields or Trey Lance? And let me explain what I mean by this. We know number one going to be Trevor Lawrence. By the way, FanDuel.com slash Clay, $103 for you if you're willing to go make that bet. We know that number two is going to be Zach Wilson to the Jets. Increasingly appears likely that it's going to be Mac Jones. Maybe it could be Trey Lance. But if you look at the rest of the first round, there is a lot of teams 
that are not going to make, it doesn't appear to me, an aggressive play in terms of figuring out what's going to happen. Let me explain. We've got the Falcons at four. They don't need a quarterback. We've got the Bengals at five. They don't need a quarterback. We've got the Dolphins at six. They don't need a quarterback. Until we get down to the seventh pick with the Detroit Lions, and by the way, given how much they're playing Jared, paying Jared Goff, I think it's kind of unlikely they need a quarterback. And until we get to that seven, eight, nine range with the Lions, with the Panthers, and with the Broncos, I don't think there's anybody else that's going to take a quarterback. So if you are looking at the board and you're trying to assess value, to me, you can likely trade up into that sixth spot because I think the Falcons want to take Kyle Pitts. And I think at five, the Bengals are either going to take Jamar Chase, LSU wide receiver, used to play with Joe Burrow, as the first wide receiver off the board, or they're going to take Panay Sewell and the first offensive lineman will come off the board. But until you get to the Miami Dolphins at six, I don't think there's really any likelihood of needing to trade up because I think you can look at the Falcons and you can look at what might happen with the Bengals and say neither one of those teams are remotely going to take a quarterback and they can't even fool you into thinking they're going to do it So there's no reason for somebody to need to expend the draft capital to get up to four or five. But at six, I think the Miami Dolphins could be intriguing if you believe the Lions are interested in going with a uh, quarterback or if you think the Panthers or the Broncos, which I think all three of those teams could validly be in the play. Because I could see a situation, the more I look at it, where the Carolina Panthers, because Matt Rule is their head coach, they could go old school college football. And what I mean by that is it's both old and new school college football. College football doesn't get as worried about having to have the quote-unquote man as their quarterback because they know that even if you have a great quarterback, he's probably going to be gone in two or three years. So you're constantly aware that you've got to be grooming a new quarterback. And I wonder on some level whether a Matt Rule sitting at eight. Let's pretend that Trey Lance and Justin Fields are both still on the board. Could Matt Rule say, hey, you know what? I've got Teddy Bridgewater, former first-round pick. I've now got Sam Darnold, former first-round pick. But I'm not convinced that either of those guys is ever going to be my franchise quarterback. But if I go get Trey Lance or Justin Fields and I have three first-rounders, in my quarterback room. Can I be confident that I'm going to find one of those three guys can play at a high level in my system? I think you probably could. It's a little bit like what happens in college where four and five star quarterbacks get stacked one after the other. Elite recruits and elite programs almost never go a year without signing a four- or five-star quarterback. Even if they've got great players on their roster, they still will go sign another one, and sometimes they will even sign another one in the same year. If you're a really elite five-star, sometimes you can say, hey, I want to be the only quarterback that you are recruiting in this class. But you can't even say that all the time. 
And so I think college football gets it more right than the NFL does because it's hard to project going from high school to college who's going to be great. And all the data has shown us that it's also very difficult to predict going from college to the NFL who's going to be great as well. In fact, even the best evaluators of quarterback talent can often be very wrong about who's going to be great. I mean, look at John Elway. John Elway knows more about playing the position of quarterback than almost anyone in the world. There are very few people that are better at playing the quarterback position, understanding all the throws that are needed, all the decisions that have to be made at the quarterback position. Very few people in the history of the United States have been better than John Elway. He's drafted five quarterbacks since he left. First and second round quarterbacks. All of them have been failures for the Denver Broncos so far. Maybe Drew Locke's going to still pan out. A little bit of a verdict still out there. But think about that. If John Elway isn't great at analyzing quarterbacks, one of the best at knowing what has to happen to be a good quarterback and projecting them into how they're going to play in the NFL, why would you expect that anybody's going to be that great at it? The truth is, it's basically a coin flip no matter how much time you spend. And this is fun. Just a few years ago, remember who was considered to be the two most risky quarterback draft picks in the first round? Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Who have ended up being the most valuable quarterbacks right now in the NFL as we prepare for season four of that experiment? Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Sam Darnold's already on his second team. Josh Rosen on his like third or fourth different team. And Baker Mayfield has been enigmatic as a starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, although to be fair, they did just pick up his fifth year. But analyzing risk-reward in quarterback is incredibly challenging. And this is why, by the way, I think Kyle Shanahan's going to end up going with Mac Jones. Because I think what Kyle Shanahan has decided is, I can't have another quarterback that is inconsistent. I can't do it. I can't put my team in a position to win championships and have them not be able to do it because my quarterback misses George Kittle wide open on a third down play because he misses Emmanuel Sanders for what should have been nearly the equivalent of a walk-off touchdown. I can design the perfect scheme, but if my quarterback misses his target, the perfect scheme doesn't matter. And I think Kyle Shanahan is enamored of his offense more than he's enamored of any quarterback. And what he wants is just somebody who can efficiently and consistently run the offense. That's all I think he needs. And so far, he has not been able to find that person. And until he does, that offense is not going to work like he wants it to. And I think ultimately, he sees in Trey Lance and in Justin Fields something that is more in common with Jimmy Garoppolo which is they freelance a little bit too much. They don't really have what Kyle Shanahan wants, which is just a dude who's going to hit the open man and run his offense. And I think he believes, based on looking at all the tape, that Mac Jones is that guy. That he is going to have the ability to win at a high level. Now, you probably saw the quotes from Kyle Shanahan, which is kind of funny about whether or not he could guarantee that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be on the team come Sunday. 
And he said, I basically can't guarantee that anybody's going to be alive come Sunday, which is a vintage uh, vintage NFL uh, quarterback and NFL coach relationship that is not going very well. Can you imagine Andy Reid if he was said like, hey, Andy, can you guarantee me that Patrick Mahomes is going to be on your roster on Sunday? Andy Reid wouldn't be like, well, I can't tell you that anybody's going to be alive on Sunday. If you ask Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now, hey, can you guarantee that Tom Brady is going to be your quarterback come Sunday? Do you think that Bruce Arians is going to be like, well, you know, the way life's going, no guarantee Tom Brady's even going to be alive come Sunday. No, of course not. If you know your quarterback is the guy, you guarantee that he's going to be there on Sunday. And if you can't guarantee that he's going to be there on Sunday, that's like one of you guys out there being in a relationship. Imagine the reaction. If you got asked, if your girlfriend said, uh, your girlfriend was there and somebody walked up and they said, hey man, it's nice to meet your girlfriend. Can you guarantee that you guys are going to be together on Sunday? And it was Tuesday. And you were like, well, you know, I can't really guarantee that she's going to be alive on Sunday. I mean, first of all, that's a lifetime movie in the making. But secondly, she needs to get out of that relationship because if he can't guarantee it, he wants out. Don't even try that with a wife or a husband for that matter. Tuesday, you're hanging out. Somebody's like, hey, how's your husband doing? Ah, he's doing okay. Can you guarantee that we can go out to dinner on Sunday? That you guys are going to be hanging out? You'll be together? You know, funny you mention that. I can't guarantee that he's going to be alive come Sunday. I don't know about you, but if my wife said that, I'd be like, I'm not drinking. I'm not drinking anything in this house. I watched Ozark. There could be all sorts of stuff in those drinks. I don't know what's going to happen. Just saying, when you can't guarantee something, it means that he's not your guy anymore. And I know that Kyle Shanahan tried to cover up and come back with a better answer there, but I think he inadvertently spoke the truth, which is doesn't make sense for Jimmy Garoppolo to still be with the San Francisco 49ers, particularly if they're drafting Mac Jones. Because I think Mac Jones can step in and play week one. I don't think that's true for Justin Fields or for uh, Trey Lance. Mac Jones may not have as high of a ceiling, but he's got a higher floor right now. And sometimes having that higher floor is more important in the short term than where your ceiling might be. I think about this a lot when I coach. A lot of people focus on doing excellent. I always like to say, hey, focus on just doing good. There's a ground ball coming to you. Don't let it go between your legs. If you're playing center field, you might not catch that ball that's hitting you to the hitting the air to you. But if the shortstop has the ball roll between his legs, don't let the ball roll between your legs too. Con- control what you can control. I don't know. I, this is me kind of talking about little league coaching. We've had multiple balls. I'm not even kidding about this. In our little league, nine and 10 year olds, we have given up a home run on a ground ball to second base and a ground ball to shortstop. You're thinking to yourself, how does that happen? I try to talk to my kids. It happens because of multiple errors. Shortstop or second base should stop the ball. They may not make a perfect play, but just don't let the ball go into the outfield. If you're in the outfield, just don't let the ball go past you and roll all the way to the fence. In other words, don't compound errors. And I feel like in life, one of the things that often happens when people fail to have success is it's not the initial error that causes the problem. 
it's turning one error into two or three. And you don't behave in an excellent or perfect fashion by making an error, but you could still be good by being imperfect. In fact, I think one of the quotes that Mark Zuckerberg used all the time when they were building Facebook is, perfect is the enemy of good. And when I think about Mac Jones, I think a lot of people who are unhappy with Mac Jones are pursuing perfection and not recognizing the good. And if Kyle Shanahan is as enamored of his offense as I believe he is, then all you need to do to win at a high level with that defense that the 49ers have is be good. And I think Mac Jones at three is the most likely maybe to be good from week one in the entire NFL from all the guys that could go in the top five picks. I'm not sure that long range he's going to be great, but I'm pretty sure he's going to be really good. And if you string together a lot of good games, eventually that kind of makes you great. So a lot of times success comes not in the pursuit of perfection, but in the elimination of errors. A little bit of a life lesson for you. I'm thinking about now a lot as I coach kids out there. All right, when we come back, we are scheduled to talk with Trent Dilfer, who knows a little bit about playing the quarterback position in the NFL. I want him to break down these five guys for us, give us projections. Who did they remind him of? How would he assess Tua? Remember, he was Tua's quarterback's coach last year. And how does he project Trevor Lawrence? In Trent Dilfer's mind, is Trevor Lawrence the best prospect in the NFL draft at the quarterback position since Andrew Luck? We'll ask him all those questions next. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I love this guy. Uh, He has been getting quarterbacks ready for college and the NFL draft for decades now. I still hold it against him that his Ravens came into town and beat my Tennessee Titans, but now he lives in my neighborhood unless he's moved. Uh, He's having a tremendous amount of success coaching high school football here in the Nashville area, and he is a Super Bowl winning champion himself, Trent Dilfer. Thanks for taking the time, my man. Clay, anytime, man. Fired up to be here. Uh, all right. So the last time I think we had you on was around this same time last year, and you were working with Tua. And so I want to start there. You got Tua ready. Um, he put out the video. It was crazy times. COVID was making it hard for teams to come watch workouts and everything else. Uh, Tua ends up going to the Miami Dolphins. What did you think of his rookie year and how much progress health-wise do you think he's made and also just learning the system in the NFL as he gets ready for season two? Well, I think the health thing is a big deal. Obviously, he played his eight or nine games wherever he played, stayed healthy, looked athletic, took some big hits, moved around. Uh, the rigors of the practice week, you know, didn't give me any problems. When we've talked, he says he feels great. I, I really think that was overblown. I don't think he's a guy that the, the injury he suffered uh, late his last year in college is going to have any effect in his NFL career. He wasn't as wildly successful as Herbert was in San Diego, so I think people said, well, well why not? Well, I think that was an aberration. I think it was hard for those rookie quarterbacks without OTAs, without a training camp, to come in and have a high level of success. I also think there wasn't uh, a system that was really compatible for him. And I think that's why you've seen the offensive moves in the offseason. I think the, the Dolphins have quietly made one of the best hires in all the NFL by getting Charlie Fry to come and be their quarterback's coach. Charlie's a guy that we've developed through our lead 11, has been a rock star. 
uh, in the college ranks at a couple of different places and is really one of the growing um, kind of rock stars in, in football right now on the offensive side of the ball and a guy that coached to it in high school when we went through the Elite 11 process. So I think there's familiarity there. I know they're already hitting it off. Uh, and Tua is making big strides this offseason. So I actually look for Tua to have a breakout second year. I'm not saying he's going to be a Pro Bowl or anything, but I think he'll start laying the foundation this year for a perennial Pro Bowl-type career. What did you see in Herbert and in Joe Burrow? Because I know you watch a lot of NFL. I know you know Tua well. Uh, but for these young guys, uh, Burrow gets injured, isn't able to finish the season. Herbert comes in unexpectedly because Terod Taylor gets the uh, injection into his chest. Otherwise, we might not have seen Herbert at all. Did you like what you saw from those guys? Really did. I didn't like necessarily what Cincinnati did to Burrow. You yeah. know, they exposed him health-wise in, in the – effort to pour gasoline on his development and throw the ball out. They also exposed him in a protection standpoint. They don't have the dudes to do what they did uh, and it caught up with them. Obviously him getting hurt and, and losing half of the season. Uh, I think Joe's going to be a really good pro. I think he's just he, he checks every box in the pro category. He's a good talent, not a great talent physically, uh, but can play the game at a high level. A lot of comparables between Joe Burrow and Mac Jones in this draft as we start to you know, segue over to this draft Herbert was an aberration. He would even be the first to tell you that he was surprised by his success. I think the staff there in L.A. did a great job of identifying kind of last second, okay, we're going to play at this guy. How do we make him successful? They cut the field in half, a lot of play action pass, a lot of stuff early in games to get him rolling. And by doing that, his confidence grew. And once you get a quarterback that has an extreme uh, amount of confidence, uh, you're going to get the best from him. So I think it was a really good model. If you are going to play a young quarterback, find what he does well early, major in that, and only add layers to it as the player's capable of doing it. And Herbert uh, exceeded expectations, and they continued to add layers, and he, cont- he continued to blow people away. Now, saying all that, neither of them won. And let's not forget that, 2-0-1. The other two didn't win. So the ultimate job in the NFL is not to win the fantasy football game for the people that drafted you it's not to go to pro bowls even because your stats the ultimate goal of nfl quarterback is to win games and i will still say i believe Tua ends up winning more games than the other two we're talking to Trent delfer uh, when you, i want to go back to the joe burrow decision because the Bengals are in an interesting spot they've got the opportunity theoretically to go grab an offensive tackle like panay sewell out of oregon or jamar chase who otherwise might end up in miami was one of the weapons that tua could have as a quarterback, when you see what happened to Joe Burrow last year, would you be inclined to be like, hey, they need to go get him a bookend left tackle that he can rely on there and work on their offensive line? Or do you listen when he says, hey, I've got a great relationship with Jamar Chase and tries to convince you that, uh, that maybe that's a move worth making? So here's what I would say would happen here. If they take Chase, they will throw for a billion yards and win very few games. It'll look like the air. It looks like Texas Tech in the NFL. If you want to have a visual about it, right? You'll you'll put up huge numbers in between the twenties. You'll do all kinds of cool stuff. You'll throw for five thousand plus yards. Uh, everybody will go, oh, Burrow's so great. Chase is so great. Look at the weaponry on this team. It'll be flash and sizzle and eight and eight, six and seven. I mean, six and nine. Sorry, my math stinks today. Seven and nine. <laughs> now you got to add an extra 10. game, though. You got seventeen. Yeah, you got to be seven and ten. You got to be nine and eight. Right. Yeah. yeah, zero chance I get that math right, Clay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so you're. Uh, I think that's what happens there. You get the tackle. 
Now you have a foundational perennial Pro Bowl piece that you can build an offense around. You got the quarterback, you got a tackle, you got a runner. Uh, you you can find and develop young receivers. No matter how great Chase is, he's not thirty percent better than the next guy you can develop. The tackle is the tackle is a transformational type player out of Oregon. He is a guy that you're he is going to be exponentially better than the other tackle that you might get in the second round or trade back up to the first or whatever your game you're trying to play is. So I think that's the mistake that's made a lot of times is they see the big three with Peyton Manning and Edron James and Marvin Harrison and they're all copycats and they sit in their war rooms and go, We need our big three, so let's go get our big three and they forget you can't do anything offensive unless you got big dudes up front. I'll use myself as an example. We got beat by CPA in the state championship game. Not because we don't have more talent. We have more skilled talent. They're bigger, stronger, tougher up front. And that's why they beat us in the state championship game. It's the same at Little League football, high school football, college football, and pro football. You better have the bigs. You got to build your team inside out. You got to win the ballot line of scrimmage or you're not going to win. By the way, you mentioned that. You took a team to the state championship. You lost. Was that tougher for you as a coach losing or as a player losing? Way harder than a coach. Way harder. Why, yeah, explain coach. that to me, why, why that is. You have all the power, no control, and, and you hurt for so many people. Like, I can, listen, you can kick me in the face a million times. I'm going to keep coming back. I've been kicked in the face. But to watch these kids that I love and their parents and the other coaches and ones that haven't had the fruit of that I've had in, in football – uh, to watch them be that close and not finish, it just, it just really hurts because you have such pride in your tribe. You have such pride in your group. You hurt for them as they hurt. Uh, and as a player, you hurt for yourself. Yes, you hurt for your teammates, but you don't really hurt for your coaches. You don't hurt for your fan base, to be quite honest with you fans. Those of you who think that we lose a game in the NFL and hurt for you, we don't hurt for you. We hurt for ourselves. We hurt for our teammates. And our coaches a little bit. But we're also getting paid an enormous amount of money to play in those games. These are high school kids. This is the greatest experience of their life. For my seniors, they're never going to have anything like that again, and nothing would have made me happier to see them go out of state championship, state champions. So when they don't, it just rips your guts out. It is interesting to think about the difference between uh, being a coach and being a player. Uh, even for somebody like you who's played in Super Bowls uh, to think about trying to win a, uh, a state championship. All right, let's go into that. We talked a little bit about Panay Sewell. We're talking to Trent Dilfer, by the way. I encourage you to go follow him on Twitter. Um, let, let's talk about these quarterbacks, right? It appears that there are going to be five guys that go somewhere around the vicinity of the top 10. So would you, based on what you have seen, I remember we had a conversation last year and you were saying, man, Andrew Luck, when you looked at all of his measurables and everything that he could do, he was the generational talent at quarterback. Like, everybody had him at number one. There was no doubt. How does Trevor Lawrence compare to other past number ones on most people's boards, and how would he even compare potentially to somebody like Andrew Luck? Yeah, I think he fits. Now, I've talked to some guys I really trust and believe that have him a tick lower than Andrew Luck. Now, we're splitting hairs, and they have really good reasons for it. I don't. I have them as equal. To me, I thought Andrew Luck was the best prospect since Sean Elway. I think Trevor is the best prospect since Andrew Luck, <laughs> than since John Elway. You know, I think he's just a complete package. I'll, I'll sum it up this way. I don't know if he's physically more gifted than Justin Fields or Zach Wilson or even Trey Lance. But this is a kid that's always burdened, carried a heavy burden for his program. 
He's always had to carry more than a young person should have to carry. He did it in high school, four-year starter. He only lost one high school game, dealt with recruiting at a level that very few people could possibly imagine. He deals with it at Clemson as a player, national championship run, uh, all the hype. I mean, playing in, playing big-time college football right now is just like playing in the NFL when it comes to pressure. Then he deals with last offseason where he handles – uh, the return to play and petitioning the NFL because of COVID as well as any person in football. He handles social justice within his team, his community, as well as anybody in, in college football. So he's just always been able to ha- handle the big burden of being the quarterback with a lot of pressure. Uh, because of that, I think he'll seamlessly roll into the NFL and it won't be too big for him. He's got the talent to do it. He's got the leadership to do it. He's got the football IQ to do it. He's got the work ethic to do it. Uh, he really checks every box, and that's why I think he's a true first pick of the draft. How do you think he'll get along with Urban Meyer? I think they'll be great. Uh, I think Urban Urban is a really hard coach, but He's also an affirming coach. Like, Urban elevates his players. He believes in building their confidence. So he's a guy that's going to affirm the journey, affirm the work ethic, affirm the good stuff, and then correct the stuff that needs to be correct. I think Urban's put a really nice offensive staff together. The offensive line coaches are good coaches. I've played for both of them, or I played with one of them, played for another one of them. Uh, You have Schottenheimer and Bevel, so you have two guys – <laughs> that have been part, excuse me, have been part of the true West Coast. Um, kind of know where all the bodies are buried to a certain degree in the West Coast. A guy that's been Schottenheimer that grew up in the Coriel system, the North Turner system, transitioned to the West Coast system. So a wealth of understanding offensively uh, and good people. You know, guys that are good teachers. Uh, they they understand the development of the position. That hopefully you're getting better every week, uh, every month, every year. Uh, and you add those up over time, you become a perennial pro bowler. They've been around greatness. Both of them have been around greatness and seen it up close, so they can do comparables to Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson and Brett Favre and other great players they've coached. Uh, so I think that the whole package fits really well. And then a the guy nobody talks about, he did as good a job as any GM in football in the last 15 years. Trent Baalke built that 49er team out of the dust. He took him to two Super Bowls. Uh, he's the GM. He's as good a talent evaluator as anybody in professional football. So you have a really good team that surrounds Trevor Lawrence that's going to set him up for success. We're talking to Trent Dilfer. Okay, let's put you on the spot. Let's pretend that you are advising the San Francisco 49ers. You're a scout. You're in that room. You could be the GM, John Lynch. You know probably John Lynch pretty well. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, you're familiar with his offense and what he does. Uh, in fact, can you come back for like five more minutes and uh, and answer that question? Because I want to tee it up for yeah, San Francisco Forty Nine. Yeah. All right, go to Trent Dil- break and I'll be here. Yeah, that's what you call a great tease. Who would Trent Dilfer take at number three? We will bring him back. This is Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the Three and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? Quarterbacks, coaches. Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round. Listen to the 3 and Out podcast with me, John Middlecoff, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installed near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be 
Trent Dilfer with us now, one of the guys I think is the best in the entire country when it comes to breaking down the quarterback position. He's been doing it for decades now, not only playing, but also working with a lot of different people as they prepare for high school, college, and pro careers at the quarterback position, among others. All right, so as we went to break, I said to you, pretend that you are an advisor to the San Francisco 49ers, and they say to you, okay, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are going to be off the board. Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and uh, and Mac Jones are out there. Who's the best fit for the 49ers both now and in the years ahead? Okay, so you asked me probably the hardest question you could ask me, which I appreciate. Uh, I actually talked to John for an hour two nights ago, and we never even talked about quarterbacks <laughs> for a couple of reasons. I respect his job. And he doesn't need me asking who they're going to take. Yeah. And two, they have as good a, they have as good a team in place to evaluate the quarterback for their fit and the upside they're looking for as anybody. Now, I will answer the question: If he were to ask me, which he did not, uh, I would say Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields is an elite talent. He is. He's not a good athlete, Clay. He's an elite athlete. He is a top one percenter in the NFL as an athlete. He has the joint structure to be durable. He's got the horsepower uh, to play well when he's banged up in late in games and late in the season. Uh, he's got the quarterback IQ, the acumen at a young age to handle a lot of offense. He's got the maturity to handle the bigness of the position. He's got an extreme work ethic. I'm so glad the lazy reporting that was brought out about him having poor work ethic was was uh, debunked by uh, Ryan Day as coach. And those of us that have been around Justin for a long time know how hard he works. I think he's an elite prospect. I don't have a flaw in his game. You know, I, I still do these evaluations as if I was at ESPN and working the draft. And I gave him as high a grade as I gave Trevor. I gave him the same grade. Uh, I gave him as high as grade as anybody I've given the last, I think, since Andrew Luck. So I think he's a generational talent, and I don't know how you pass him up. But if they take Mac Jones, if they take Trey Lance, I can completely understand the why. They're both really good prospects, really good players. They just may be looking to grow their offense a different direction and feel like Mac has something in it that, Justin doesn't, or that Trey doesn't, or Trey has something that Mac and Justin doesn't. I think it's ice cream. I'm giving this my final way of answering this. We all like ice cream, unless you're lactose intolerant. But we all like the same. We all don't like the same flavors, buddy. I mean, you might be a Rocky Road guy. I'm a mint chip guy. The next guy might be a, you know, whatever, a cookie dough guy. This ice cream's awesome. It's just what flavor of ice cream do you like the best? And that's these five quarterbacks. They're all awesome. It's just what flavor is your flavor? I'll tell you what you're doing right now. It's starting to get a little bit warm. Uh, and I'm thinking to myself, man, I wish I had an ice cream right now. So there's probably some people out there uh, <laughs> that, that are getting driven towards ice cream. As a group, these five guys, uh, we don't see five quarterbacks go in the top ten almost ever. There's some possibility Kyle Trask, Kellen Mond, somebody could even end up at the back end of the uh, of the first round, and we could have the most quarterbacks drafted since 1983. How good do you think those these five are? And would, like let's say whoever the 49ers take, do you think there's enough interest out there in the marketplace that trading up to get the other two guys is a viable option inside of the top ten? I do, and if you know, if you look at it from a grade standpoint, you're looking at five guys that probably have as high a grade any five have had in a long time. I still would play the odds, though. As much as I love these guys, 
one or two of them are going to go the wrong place, and they're not going to be handled correctly. And that's going to that's going to hijack their career for a certain amount of time. Doesn't mean they can't rebound from it, but it's very unlikely that you have five franchise quarterbacks that stay with their franchise for the majority of the career. I would never say forever because we've seen it with Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Almost nobody stays one place their whole career, but. I don't see more than three of them playing in one spot more than five to eight years because they'll be handled uh, incorrectly. It's just the nature of the NFL. You should have the very best people in the world at what they're doing. And unfortunately, you only have 10 to 12 franchises that is the best people in the world doing what they're doing. So it's guaranteed that a Trey Lance, if he doesn't go to a place that understands who Trey Lance is and that he needs time developing and that he hasn't had enough time being the quarterback and they throw him out there too soon and they don't support him, that his career doesn't become everything it should be. I'm still scared of that with Joe Burrow in Cincinnati for the conversation we had earlier. Uh, this thing is not just about yards. It's not just about flash and sizzle. It's about sustainability. It's about consistency. It's about winning games. And there's only so many franchises that know that formula. And unfortunately, my belief is only three of them are going to go to a franchise that really gets it. How many times, this is Trent Dilfer, last question for you. I want to go back to your high school coaching career. You almost won a state championship already. How many times have you watched the state championship game uh, since that game? <laughs> I think I'm on 11 now. I, 11 uh, times. Yeah, it was hard. It, it was really hard. I, I left uh, Nashville after we have a home out in Lake Tahoe. We went there. Uh, I built big fires every morning about 9 in the morning in my big fireplace, and I sat there. I didn't get out of my pajamas and slippers till about 6 p.m. each day, and I broke down every position, uh, every play, every coach, every call, uh, charted it all, charted our season, found efficiencies, deficiencies, built my plan for next year, then went back and rewatched the game to make sure I did it again. I've been watching it with my staff. Yeah, I think I'm on 11 times now. How many things do you think you did wrong yourself personally as the head coach? I made two of the worst calls that I've made in my coaching career. Uh, one on a big third down early in the game that would have sustained the drive and kept their powerful run game off the field and probably would have helped us finish a drive. Uh, my quarterback saved me on another bad call in the second quarter. And then the game, the play we lose the game on, my quarterback throws an interception, but I blame myself because I knew they were in a coverage that we hadn't prepared him for. And I called a play. It wasn't a coverage. It was a nuance that they were doing, and I called a play to start the drive. We had got the ball back down eight to tie the game and, uh, or down seven, sorry. And, uh, we were going to, on a short field, we had a great kickoff return. We we're going to go down there and I had a horrible drive starter. So I made three big mistakes, uh, that I hopefully will never make again. And, and I put a lot of blame on that game on myself. I love talking with you every time because what I love is figure out what you can get better at work at it no matter what you do for a living and that's what you do my man uh i i appreciate it i uh, appreciate you man thanks for having me on that's trent dilfer i'm clay travis when we come back top of the second hour nfl draft talk then we got john morosi coming in we got petros papadakis we got a loaded show for you all that's still to come this is outkick on fox sports radio oh 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 o'reilly you need parts o'reilly auto parts has parts Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. 
Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.